Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. My name is Jason, and I'm joined this week by only Riley. Kevin apparently was, um, I, I don't know, he, he didn't feel like he could contribute too much to the show today, so he decided that he didn't want to partake, I guess. I don't know, but <laughs> he is not here, so it's just me and Riley today uh, bringing you all the our fun takes on all the wonderful news going on in the world of pro wrestling. Of course, you could join in on the conversation by doing so. You could just follow us on X, that's at Live Your Gimmick, that's the at symbol followed by L-I-V-Y-O-U-R-G-I-M-M-I-C-K. You can also just search Gimmick Minute on pretty much every other social media channel and you will find us. Uh, not always the most up-to-date stuff, especially on YouTube and TikTok, but I'll get better about it. I swear I'll find some time somewhere. Uh, but in addition to that, um, just make sure you like and subscribe on whatever podcast app of choice that you choose to listen on and make sure you share with your friends. Uh, if you haven't already, especially on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, just make sure you click follow so it shows that you're following the show. Uh, that way we get a more accurate reading of how many people listen to the show. It's kind of funny, Riley. Like, I look at our, um, you know, you are apparently the demo god because, like I said, we we had been up um, uh, last week. I think we had, like, within, you know, from from one week to the other, we had around 70 listens. And then from last week to this week, we had over 100-some listens. So you're, uh, you're, you're raising the needle, bud. Yeah, I uh, had my girlfriend go on and make a couple <laughs> accounts, and uh, she's listened to it a couple times for us. You know, uh, that's that's why I love her. That's that's a lot of accounts that she's. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Boost um, those ratings. <laughs> <laughs> Got to do something to keep coming back, you know. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, hey, man, it's it. Th- this one's on. This one's going to be. Uh, a, a big one since it's just me and you. So it's, uh, I, you know, that's a lot of pressure. I mean, I have no one to the pass. Like who am I supposed to pass it to? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You cannot pass. Um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, man, this week there was a lot of, lot of stuff going on. I mean, not really a whole lot as far as, you know, we don't have any, uh, pay-per-views coming up or anything like that. I know, you know, crown jewel is around the corner and WWE starting to build to that. AW's talking about, um, you know, what's their next yeah. one coming up? Full gear full or something gear? like that. Yeah, but that's full gear on the 18th. Yeah, so we still got still got a few weeks away from from that, and um, you know, of course, then WWE has Survivor Series right right on after that, which I think on Raw and SmackDown they've kind of started to plant the seeds for. Oh yeah, they are. They're planting those seeds, especially with the GMs. <laughs> Uh, you know. yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be good, I think. Yeah, me too. Now, so I, the the one show I didn't get a chance to watch this week. You said that you have uh, you you prepared for this podcast by by making one note, and it was about AW Collision. So I didn't get a chance to watch Collision this week. I know um, you know Brian and Andrade had a really good match, from what I hear. So I should probably go back and watch that. But uh, what was your what was your one note? Your one takeaway uh-huh. from Collision? Um, yeah, so uh, anybody has been out there and they watched the documentary, The the Wrestlers, uh, Hollywood Haley J made oh, okay. a appearance. Okay. Uh, she went up against Sky Blue. Um, didn't fare too well. Okay. It was, nice to, <laughs> it was nice to see her out there. 
Yeah, she you got know, an enhancement match. Good, good for yeah. her. So Sky Blue's kind of going into her uh, <clears throat> heelish phase because um, she got the the mist sprayed in her face. Yeah, so um, Julia but, Hart sprayed the mist in her face, and that's kind of yeah. starting to transform her a little bit. Which is a little weird because her outfit was a uh, Scooby Doo theme. Yeah, <laughs> and then she had the the collar on with the SB for Sky Blue. And, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yet she I was yeah. going into this dark transition. <laughs> so I don't think Sky Blue's like the greatest wrestler of all time, but I right. enjoy watching her. I wonder why. I don't know. I haven't figured that out. If anybody knows why I do, please uh, please uh, send us a message. Let, let's know. I, I've been trying to figure that out. Uh, I can't. Just can't. Yeah. Yeah. But well, but no. It, it was awesome to see uh, Haley out there on Collision and like a uh, in the spotlight. So hopefully, uh, yeah, she, she just yeah. Go ahead. She, she had a she had a performance center tryout, but she had to withdraw from it because um, I guess her medical report has her listed as epileptic, so she suffers from seizures. But she's not on any type of medication for it, and she needs she needed a doctor apparently to clear her um, because she hasn't even had an, an episode in a number of years, I guess. But uh, that that kind of so she was working on getting that taken care of so she could go back to to the performance center Mm -hmm. but apparently AEW doesn't care if she can work there whether she is seizure prone or not but she's on medication just not prescribed oh okay yeah oh yeah Uh, that's right yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. she she has her own she has her own way of dealing with it right yeah (laughs) which I thought maybe that disqualified (laughs) <laughs> that would disqualify her for, but apparently not. They don't really care about weed anymore. No, they don't. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but that's cool, man. That's, that's good for her. And, you know, and, and that's more than having a, a match on like dark or elevation. Like that's actually yeah. a, a televised match. So that's, that's awesome. So I yeah, see I action like, and dready oh, yeah. made an appearance. Yeah. He, uh, faced, uh, Miro. And, yeah, uh, uh, Lana. Well, I don't CJ. She's CJ now, right? Yeah, CJ Perry. So yep. she is uh, trying to recruit people, and uh, Andretti was uh, first in line, and uh, her husband didn't take too kind of that. So uh, he yeah, <laughs> he put up a he put up a good fight. He really did, and uh, yeah. came up on the losing side. So speaking of CJ Perry, I I listened to an interview that she did this week. And in this interview, she kind of talked about how, you know, wrestling isn't really something she cares so much to do anymore. Like maybe once in a while getting back in the ring wouldn't be that big of a deal. But she really wants to focus on being a manager and a producer of, of sorts. And even made the mention that she wants to be like a Paul Heyman level manager I'm not sure that that's something that she can achieve. I don't. I don't know about you. <laughs> uh, Paul Heyman's one in one in a million. I don't know. Um, <laughs> she might get somewhere up there, but I don't think she'll ever reach his level. No, I I, I have to agree with you there. I I don't think that she's 
you know, and that's not to say CJ isn't talented because she is. I mean, right. when she played that Lana character, especially the Russian version of the Lana character, I thought she was fantastic in, in that type of role. And it seems like she does a much better job acting in, in her role rather than trying to be herself more. Yeah. But, I mean, this, this whole storyline is apparently Miro's doing. So we'll see. You know, he, he's, he's tried different things at storytelling before, and they haven't always – um, you know, hit the mark that Rusev Day hit, but um, I don't know. We'll, well see. Well, he, he's never gonna hit Rusev Day again. But no, probably not. And that's on WWE for not really doing anything with Rusev Day. And they're like, um, Brian. Brian James, Road Dog, uh, he he's he said so much. Like you know, we really should have capitalized more on Rusev Day. So, but um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Miro is still an intimidating force. I mean, he's pretty dominant. But anything else from Collision stand out to you? Uh, the House of Black, their return. Okay. So, what? Yeah, at the end of uh, Daniel Bryanson's match, the lights go out, and. Uh, Malachi Black is there. He attacks him. Then they come out later uh, during FTR's match. Interfere with that. And then they come out a third time. And by the third time, I was over it. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, that was awesome at the beginning. Oh, second time's not too bad. Now all of them are out there. So we got all three of them. And now the, the fourth is now... Or a third time is just, eh, okay. Saw that it's, already twice. It seemed like it would have made more of an impact had Andrade and Brian closed the show, and then you just had you just had them come back after that. Yeah, but they, they attacked at the end of the show, and then um, they attacked what? Um, Yuta and... Yeah, Yuta and... And uh, Claudio. Claudio. And then Daniel came out, and then FTR came out, and then Moxley came back as yeah. well. So, uh, okay, so I guess so it, it made Mo- sense. But if if they just did it the one time, it it would have been even better. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, um, all right. Moving on. I mean, Collision kind of is with. I mean, at least the one thing that. You know they're they're trying to do things story wise, and I think I think I can appreciate that. Even on Dynamite, it's it's been getting a little bit better, but it seems like Collision is a lot more story focused, and yeah. that might be from you know Brian kind of running the show there a little bit more. But um, but yeah, I mean that's that's the one nice thing about Collision is it's it's a little bit more story focused. And then uh, Friday Night SmackDown, Will anything stand out to you from Friday Night SmackDown? You know, I don't remember it. I know I watched it, <laughs> but right. I don't remember. I'll refresh your memory. Um, we had the John Cena appearance. We had a uh, women's championship match: Charlotte and Io. Santos faced Montez Ford, and then you had the sh- you had the showdown between. Um, well, I guess L.A. Knight and Paul Heyman opened the show, so I thought that was actually a pretty good opening. Uh, good promo from L.A. Knight. Good promo from from Paul. Um, you know, t- the tribal chief not being there, but he'll be there next week. And then 
you know, we'll get more. We'll get. I think what's the contract signing? Contract signing. Yep. So the one thing that I think that we need out of this contract signing, signing really for LA Knight, especially if we want to think that it's believable for him to beat Roman, he really needs to deliver something that's going to make him connect with the audience a little bit more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Cause I, I mean, he's got the catchphrase. He has the one liners and the promo and stuff like that, but I feel like they're, I, I feel like we need a little bit more substance, like a little yeah. bit more, like I need to know who this guy is. Yeah. Just, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Just, he just has those one liners and yeah, which is fine. But the, the fans will turn on that. I think quickly. Without a doubt, eventually. You know, some, why Why do we like this guy? Like, right. We need some more. No, I, I, I totally agree, especially if you're going to put him in a, you know, a, a marquee match, like a, a championship match at a show like Crown Jewel. Like, I feel like, you know, he, he's getting a shot at the world title before he gets a shot at, like, the U.S. title or the yeah. Continental title. Like, this is kind of unprecedented, his his meteoric, meteoric rise. So I feel like we just need to a little bit more meat on the bone. Let's kind of, who is this guy? What motivates him? Which I, I think he's kind of touched on a little bit, but never really dived like too deep into it. Like I almost feel like he's got to get like a little bit more personal, but I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah. I think uh, I, I, I love LA Knight. I think he's great. I think he rushes when he's talking and he just kind of stumbles around at times and it kind of mm-hmm. throws everything off a little bit. Just slow things down and, Give us, give us a little bit more. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta slow things down a little bit, and um, I think that would be that would be big for him. Yeah. Uh, let's see, John Cena. I thought John Cena's thing was weird because he said that he hadn't won a mat, a televised match, and then he challenged somebody to come out, which prompted Solo to come out. But they didn't have a match. <laughs> right. Right. Yep. I'm like, oh, they're going to have a match right now. Awesome. Yeah. Nope. Did not happen. So I, I'm guessing it's going to happen at Crown Jewel, though, right? I, I think they announced it, yeah. But that's that's not a tele- – I guess it's still a televised match in a way, a singles match. Yeah. But, um, I, I'd say probably one of my biggest takeaways from SmackDown, though, was Logan Paul. Dude. Love the guy or hate him, he gets it. He was, I mean, everything we just talked about with L.A. Knight, how he used to rush and stuff like that, Paul kind of did that at first when he first started with WWE. But I think he's kind of understood, like, who he is and how the audience perceives him, and now he's just playing into it. Like, his promo delivery on Friday night was fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was just absolutely, like, on point with his delivery. Like, it was – I don't know. It was weird. Like, he was just so calm and just natural and just, like, it, it just fit him so perfectly and how the audience perceives him so perfectly. I mean, I, I don't I don't think you could ask for anything more, and it set up the match between he and Ray perfectly. It did. The, the only issue that I have with it right now is they based it off of his fight that he had prior. 
So uh, because he that, he said he he already beat him once. You mean? No, no, no. So he had that uh, fight like the week before. Was yeah it, the boxing I don't match. Know, the boxing match, and it's like, wow, they planned that out perfectly. That makes me think, oh, did they rig the boxing match? No, and, and I know, <laughs> but it, just the way it all happened, it's like, hmm. So so. But, the dude that he fought was not a fighter. He's yeah. just a guy that, like, basically started talking shit and, like, really, like, I, I don't know. Like, he, he didn't really take the whole thing seriously, and he put a lot of hype around himself, and I guess he got, like, some sponsorships, but yeah. then all that sponsorships, like, dropped him as soon as this logo Very quickly, fight. yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and, and the Paul brothers, the, the one thing that you – cannot say about them is they do not they take everything they do very seriously yeah their training is is ridiculous like i i remember listening to i forget who it was talking it was um oh man it was a boxer but i can't remember who it was but he said like he went to like train with with them one time and was blown away by the level that they trained at like they're I mean, he like uh, I think it was Jake Paul at the time was was basically training on like pretty much like any pro boxer would for a, a, a heavyweight fight. Yeah. So I mean, they take it very seriously. So if if you step to them, if you don't take it as serious as they do, you're going to get wrecked. <laughs> yeah. As much as I don't like two kids from Ohio, you know they they are talented. They are yeah. talented. <laughs> they are. I mean, you can't really take too much away from them. I mean, they're annoying and they're, yeah. you know, loud and obnoxious and, you know, they're, they're, it is what it is. Yeah. But. I watched the, the documentary Problem Trial. With, yeah, I uh, did too. I did. Like, yeah. Uh, they, they're just two nerdy kids that came out of uh, yeah. Ohio. <laughs> yeah, not too, not too far from like where we, we grew up. Right? Like, <laughs> We grew up less than an hour away from them, and right. man, they're still nerdy. But man, they they put in the effort. So. Yeah, without a doubt. So I mean, I mean, it's and and it did work out perfect that he challenged Rey Mysterio in his post fight yeah. interview. Yeah, um, and then he came to SmackDown. He called him out, and 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 they had a, a good back and forth. And I I really thought that I mean honestly, man, like they got to put the title on Logan Paul, right? I mean, I feel like that's the perfect way to, I mean, this guy is so out there. He could take that championship no. with him everywhere. Like, I feel like, I, I, you know, you don't make him a world champion, yeah. but a U.S. champ. I mean, that's, that's kind of perfect, right? Yeah. Everyone would hate that. <laughs> everyone would hate that. So it's probably perfect to do it. You know? <laughs> put all that heat on him, put all that spotlight on him. It's a good scenario. Yeah, it is. The, the only real downside of it is, though, you would almost have like two part-time champions on the same brand, though, because you would have Roman with the – with the world championship, the undisputed championship, and he's in and out. I mean, I guess this time of year, Roman's going to be a lot more present than he, than he had been previously. But then Paul, you know, he's, he's kind of in and out too, because he has so many other things going on. 
I mean, the yeah. championship will be represented in the other things that he's doing, but, but I guess again, this time of year, you got to figure he'll probably be in the mix for, I don't know about survivor series, but for the Royal rumble for sure. And you know, he's going to be in the mix for WrestleMania. So it's just yeah. going to be a matter of how they do it. Yeah. If he does win it, I don't think it'll be a long run. Yeah. I think he'll lose it in a month or so. Something short. Hey, speaking of uh, big WWE shows while I'm at it, uh, I read an article today that um, may give you some incentive to come visit the, your, your, your home state of Ohio, get you, get you out of Wisconsin. Um, there is a good chance, according to this newspaper article that I read, that WWE may be bringing SummerSlam to Cleveland Brown Stadium. I'll be there. All right. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> so yeah, it sounds like um, sounds like SummerSlam could be could be coming here to Ohio. So I'll be I'll be excited if that happens. Yeah. I'm I'm sure, you know, unfortunately my my ticket connect no longer works for WWE, so I'll have to we'll have to actually pay for them, but I feel like that's an event we got to go to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh can we like hey. Yeah. Can you uh talk to Bailey again and uh, get us some tickets? <laughs> uh well, she had always said too that um if it was in Cleveland because she has like that's where she's from so yeah. a lot of her family is there so you know, she usually I couldn't ask for any when I was for anything that was in Cleveland if it was like Pittsburgh or the time I was in Philly like she hooked me up or something like that but unfortunately the Cleveland shows she had too many people to <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, Bianca returned which was cool so that's going to be uh, so that's going to be fun for the women's division. Um, I just can't think of anything else that really happened. Anything else on SmackDown that stood out to you other than those things we talked about already? No, no, I just think we, we covered the, the important stuff. And then moving on to raw. You know, I mean, we had Logan Paul show up there too. And had a segment with Dominic, which neither one of them could get a word in edgewise because the crowd kind of took that over. Now, there's some controversy going back and forth over whether or not those boos for Dominic are piped in. And I believe Sean Ross Sapp had posted an article where he said those were definitely piped in, even though he wasn't in the building. Like, he was just, you know, he doesn't know that for 100% certain. It's not like somebody in WWE has confirmed that for him. But I actually have seen videos from the crowd where fans in the crowd are saying, no, they are not piped in. That is like, I can't even hear him talk. <laughs> so it's, if they're piping it in for the TV broadcast, I mean, they're not piping him in through the arena, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Either way, it's a fun gimmick, right? Yeah. It's like... <laughs> Yeah, I love Dominic Mysterio. I love that he can't get a word in. Love that he's just trying. <laughs> right, right. Um, I thought it was interesting at the beginning of the show that Cody interrupted Judgment Day. 
and that he acknowledged yeah. that, you know, because for like, what, four weeks in a row, they interrupted him. So finally it was like, ha, you don't like that, do you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm they, trying to... They, they busted him up pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, that was pretty interesting. That that uh, chair around the leg angle. Yeah, that was that was interesting. I never seen that before, like that done like that. Right. And he sold it pretty damn well too. I mean, he came out later in the show hobbling with I don't know what they had something like a soft cast or something on his foot or was he just had a sock on or something? Just a sock or a wrap by. Uh... <laughs> um. Let's see. They had the contract signing for the women's uh, Fatal Five Way. Yeah, that was cool. It's gonna be interesting, man. Like a five way match, it's gonna be tough. And it's you know you don't take, typically have a lot of women's matches in Saudi Arabia, so the fact that they have five in one match is is kind of a, a big moment, I guess, for for WWE and for that for that country. But um, man, I I don't know it. it is this a way for them to get the title off of Ripley, or do you think she's going to walk away with it? I I think she's losing it. I don't really? know who's going to win it, but I think she's going to lose it. I think it's a way to take it off of her without her being beat. Yeah. Or being pinned. Oh, shit. But, I mean, on the other side of it, though, it could be a way to make her look more dominant, you know, by, yeah. by beating the, the top five women. But at the same time, though, I mean, these are the top five women contenders on Raw. So if she beats all five, if she beats them all in one match, then who's left? Right. You know. So, I I think Raquel's going to win it. I want Shayna to win it. I do. I'd like Shayna to win it too. But Shayna's not looking as dominant as she needs to, I think, to be able to win it. Like, there's a yeah. way to build Shayna to put her in that position, and they just haven't done it. Yeah, she needs to go back to NXT Shayna and just go through, just dominate everybody again. Well, even when she first came to WWE, remember when they did that Elimination Chamber and she literally came out of the pod and just choked everybody out in five minutes? Yep. Like, that was... back. Right, yeah, and but then she lost the, you know, the crowd went away because of COVID. Then she lost to Becky at that, you know, at that WrestleMania, and she's never recovered from that. Like there's, yeah. they haven't done anything with her since then. Now her, I, I think they're, they're leaning into her getting rid of Ronda Rousey and they're, they're kind of, you know, but at the same time though, look at some like Raquel is a beast. Rhea is a beast. You got Naya who's just on a different level. I mean, she's just a monster. Um, and then, you know, who else is in that match? You got Rhea, Naya, Zoe, Oh, Zoe Stark. And yeah, Zoe Stark, I mean, she's really good too. I mean, I, I Zoe Stark is kind of the odd one out in that because she's kind of the upstart. Yeah. She's watch, gonna watch have her be by, the one to win it. She's gonna have the best match out of all of them, but I don't think she's gonna pull out the win. Yeah, this will be like a, a get over match for her. Yeah. Like the you know, she'll get over but not go over. Yep. Which is kind of what LA Knight needs too for his match. Like this is you know, because obviously LA Knight is not beating Roman Reigns for the Undisputed Universal Championship. I mean, there's no way. <laughs> or no, is there's, he? Right. There's no way. Like, I, I was listening to, to Busted Open, and, and Bubba Bubba put it in a – or Bully Ray, I guess is what, you know, he goes by now. But he put it 
pretty much plain as day. He goes, if you if L.A. Knight goes over at Crown Jewel, you are killing L.A. Knight, you're killing Roman, and you're killing Cody all in one fail swoop. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just I just don't see it happening. Like it's you know I, he, maybe he could win the match, but but not win the title. Like maybe you know because remember uh, Roman got himself disqualified against Seth. Maybe yep. maybe something like that where he gets himself disqualified or something along those lines, and it'll give a reason for another match too down the road. But although Seth never really got his match. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what uh, you mentioned, Nikki Cross being in the background. Well, she got pushed to the forefront uh, in in a match with Natalia, teaming with Natalia against the the tag team champs Piper Niven and uh, and Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green. As uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, everyone I've talked about, they have been moving up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but but did she move up though? She literally stood there and then walked away. Like she looked catatonic at times what, what what's your take on her new character yeah i i don't know um why i enjoy it so much <laughs> but i'm okay with it like okay all right, all right. I, I just want to know where it's going because then again she walked uh in front of adam pierce later on in the show just yeah just completely like stone face just walking past yeah <laughs> Um, hey, one thing we forgot to mention about the Logan Paul thing, though, is uh, in, in in me saying Chelsea Green. Like, uh, um, oh, yeah, why, am I blank- the... why am I blanking on her name now? Samantha, is this yeah, Samantha Irvin. Uh, she, um, you know, Logan Paul started kind of digging in on her a little bit, and then that brought Ricochet out, and Ricochet laid the beat down on Logan Paul. Yeah. You kind of had to, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of interesting though, because they're building that story with him and Ray, and now they're building, you know, and then that's there's still that rivalry with with Ricochet too. So yeah, you kind of wonder yeah. where that's going to lead to. Well, they're putting uh, Dominic versus Ricochet next week, I think. Okay. So. It's going to be for the NXT North American Championship. No. <laughs> he, because he's going against Nathan Frazier. Oh. Okay. Okay. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Halloween Havoc. He's going up against Nathan yeah. Frazier. Although, I mean, if, if Nathan Frazier is guaranteed the shot, I, I'm not going to say if Ricochet were to win it, I'd be mad at a Ricochet versus Nathan Frazier match. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, that would be. <laughs> um. Well, speak, I, uh, I guess uh, DIY showed up. I'm trying to think if there's anything else on Raw that was, like, really – Alpha Academy. Oh, uh, yeah, Akira Tazawa. <laughs> I don't did I say that right? I don't Akira Tazawa? Yeah. He he's fantastic. He is, man. He's like he's such an unsung hero. Fantastic. He always has been. But then he just doesn't doesn't do a lot. Because he doesn't yeah. have to. He just Right. Well, and then then he showed up on NXT and stole the trophy from Noam yeah. Dar, and that was freaking <laughs> hilarious too. Like oh, he had then, the match so, with Bronson Reed. Yeah. I mean, he got some offense in with Bronson Reed, but eventually, you know, he he succumbed to the tsunami because, of course, you know, Bronson Reed lost to Gunther last week, so you got to you got to build him back up and make him look dominant yep. again. But uh, but yeah, then on NXT he shows up just just randomly, just kind of pops <laughs> in the corner, <laughs> just takes the trophy. <laughs> 
<clears throat> Dude, he's great. And he's been around, like, he's one of those guys that's been around for so long. <clears throat> I remember during the pandemic era, remember they had that, um, that match with, uh, uh, Street Profits and the Viking Raiders. And it was like, a they were, they fought like throughout the entire building and they ended up outside. And all of a sudden there was a whole bunch of ninjas there and they were yeah. led by. <laughs> Yeah. Tazawa, and I think Omas was one of the ninjas too, which is even funnier now when you look back at it. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, it's just... all the great moments he had with the twenty four seven championship with uh, Tamina and stuff like that. I mean, dude, the guy's been around, he's been around for years. Like, he was a part of the original like cruiserweight classic, and has been around since then, and it just continues to just yeah. pop up in random situations and just make everybody laugh. Just just very underrated and he can go in the ring like, oh he can yeah oh yeah yeah there's a lot of people like i, I remember a, a few years back there a few months back or something like that somebody had posted in like one of the facebook groups like i don't know why they don't utilize tazawa and stuff like that i'm like i mean they utilize him he shows up on t like he has like a standing placement tv but he's so good in the ring they don't let him have matches i'm like dude honestly like the money's coming in the same. Like if you're paying me to just go out there and have fun, as opposed to go out there and like put my body at risk every week, I'll take that paycheck and go have fun. Right. Yeah. Who <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't need to do a tope suicida. I can just, <laughs> I can just sneak in the background and steal somebody's trophy and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but, um, I'm curious to see where the DIY thing goes. Like, I love DIY and NXT. Um, so I, I'm, I'm just curious to see how well that will translate to the main roster. Um, well, I think they got to do something for those two. Yeah. Like, they're like legends in NXT, and now they're so-so on the main well, roster. My, my only – so my only counter to that is that once Triple H took over and let Ciampa be Ciampa, yeah. he started to build some steam. And I, and I think having that match with Gunther really helped kind of put him more on the map. Now, the, the thing with him, though, with, with, with Ciampa, he, he works way better as a heel. I mean, he is one of the original, like, true, like, people chanting, fuck you, heels at him. You know what I mean? Like, when he turned on Gargano the first time in DIY, like, he, he didn't even have entrance music. He just came out to, to fans <laughs> yelling at him. Like, real, like, really good. Like, he does his, his best work in that type of role. So, but Gargano hasn't really found a whole lot of footing on the main roster. Ch Champa was just starting to find that footing. And, and I'm I'm worried that... I'm hoping that he's going to bring Gargano up with him as opposed to Gargano dragging him down. And that yeah. that's the part that I worry about because Gargano still hasn't, even with Triple H having, you know, control creative, he just hasn't hit like his, when he came back, like his pop was great, you know, and, and it seemed like fans were happy, but it just seems like he's just still kind of like he was gone for a while and, you know, seemed like they were trying to do stuff with, with Dexter and now Dexter has been gone. Like where the fuck's Dexter Loomis been? You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. It's just kind of weird. He he just hasn't really 
he just hasn't really transitioned over the way that I hoped he would. Because I always saw Johnny Gargano as that like Brian Danielson type baby face. Yeah. You know that underdog that you know bucking the authority that you know I, like I feel like I feel like that's his lane, but he's never he hasn't been put in that lane. Right. But I, I um, think just build a DIY back up and then do the exact same thing again. Do the exact same thing they did in NXT exact just on the main thing. roster. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could work. It could work. I mean, their matches were – some of their matches were brutal. Mm-hmm. Like when Champa took uh, Gargano's ring off and, like, threw it. <laughs> like, it was <laughs> – Oh man, I don't know. They that was one of the first times I remember seeing the the boards exposed and stuff like that too. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, the Jay Uso thing was kind of weird with Sammy, and then that kind of led to that match with McIntyre. That was kind of weird. I'm kind of curious what they're doing with Sammy. Yeah, but, I um, like the match between the two of them. I thought they put on a good match. They did, yeah. Back it was a little quicker than I thought it would be, but it was a good match. Um, so. And uh, what, Becky Lynch uh, defended the NXT title versus Indy? She did. And, but And I, I have the biggest problem with them saying, I'm going to defend it against you on this show, but I'm going to defend it against this person on this show and this person on that show. It's yeah. Like, uh, it's like you, there, you there's know no reason. Win. Yeah, there's no reason for me to believe that yeah. Indy has any shot of winning this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would be interesting to throw that monkey wrench in, though, and be like, well, yeah. she lost it. So now this other person's actually going to defend it at that. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't I don't really care for that either. I, I they, they do it a lot. And, and even AEW's doing yeah, it a little yep, bit. Yeah, I was going to bring too. that up, too. AEW yeah. doing the exact same thing. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it is – it would be an interesting wrinkle if, if at one point in time somebody did lose. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not a big fan of that either, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, but that brings us to NXT Halloween Havoc Night 1. I mean, dude, Shotzi and Scarlett were awesome as the hosts of that. Just everything that they did, the costume changes they had, like they were – they were perfect. Shotzi with the um, the freaking oh my gosh, pinhead, pinhead, yeah, the pinhead, like that was great, man. Yeah. Um, and when they showed up as the Shining Twins, I thought that, right? <laughs> that was pretty good too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but overall, man, what do you think of Halloween Havoc Night One? I honestly, I thought it was pretty good. Um. The, the tag team match, uh, Chase University versus the, the Don and Stax. I, I didn't see that coming. I didn't either. Match. I was kind of surprised that they yeah. won it. No. Happy to I see mean, the, them win it, but surprised. Yeah, the whole storyline that they have going on right now with, with JC Jane and, and um, um, my gosh, I'm blanking on her name, Thea Hale. Yeah. Like, that's it, – it's kind of weird how, you know, Thea – does not like Andre Chase, but she's still a big like Duke Hudson supporter. So yeah. it's kind of interesting how how that dynamic's playing out. 
And then JC Jane seems like she's kind of like, you know, just, you know, she, I don't know if she's very genuine with, with her feelings, but, um, right. you know, she tried to get Chase to cheat and he didn't, but then he still ended up getting the win off of her getting knocked off the apron. Uh, I, I, I mean, I like Tony D'Angelo and Stax as, as the tag champs though. So I, I'm kind of, I'm a little disappointed that they lost it because then it's like, where do, what do you do with these guys now? You know? Yeah. But then, uh, but now, uh, Tia Hale has the tag team championship match next week, which leads me into my favorite Halloween costume was Chelsea Green and Piper's the little red riding hood and the big bad wolf. And then she had, yeah, Piper had the big bad good. wolf mask on and took it off and she was still in costume. And then she, Chelsea <laughs> Green had her on the chain. Uh, yeah. And again, I don't know why I like yeah, Chelsea Green so much either. <laughs> I just, there aren't a couple of things uh, that stand out to you that make you think that no I couldn't name one or two does uh, does it make you like her less to know that she's married to Matt Cardona no because you guys <laughs> you guys shit on a guy that I didn't really watch that much <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're in a big Zack Ryder guy huh? right <laughs> <laughs> um, I, honestly, I don't really have so much of a problem with Cardona. I have, I have a my, I have a, a, a great deal of respect for for what he's accomplished being on the indie scene. And honestly, like I feel like if this version of him were to be in WWE, the heel that he is, I, I really think he would do very well. Um, I I hated the Zack Ryder character; was not a fan. Um, yeah. but. I do really like Matt Cardona, what he's become. I know Michael had a big problem with him because <laughs> yeah. of, uh, you know, being a part of the toy community, I guess, I guess Max is a, a bit of a bully and kind of a, a D bag when it comes to his, his figures. But, um, you know, he had more of a problem with him than I did. Like I, and I, I would kind of tease, you know, Oh, Cardona's coming. And you know, get mad at me, but, <laughs> um, oh, hey, speaking of people coming back, Monday Night Raw, um, I thought it was really interesting, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura the last couple of weeks, there's been like little CM Punk teases here and there, you know, Judgment Day uh, in their locker room one time, they had like the, the X, like they had armbands making yeah. an X. Michael Cole's dropped a few lines. Seth Rollins has dropped a few lines that were CM Punk-esque lines. Shinsuke used the GTS on um, Ricochet a couple weeks ago, which which was interesting. But then he had a, a one of those you know vignettes. He's he's got a red light behind him, and he's talking about you know wanting someone to set him free. And, you know, if you, you listen to the Call to Personality song, there's a line in there where only you can set me free. <sighs> I know I came up with my scenario of how you could debut CM Punk, but uh, Shinsuke coming out at Survivor Series and, and issuing an open challenge for someone to set him free and that music hitting, that that would be another good way to do it too. <laughs> yeah. It would be. So, um, 
I don't know. I you know, for a guy that apparently is not in talks with with WWE, there seems to be a whole lot of a whole lot of things happening on WWE TV to really kind of lead you down the uh, the um, proverbial rabbit hole to to think that um, maybe there's a little bit of steam on that rumor that he's coming yeah. back. Are are they just uh, throwing us down that rabbit hole? There's nothing at the th- end. It's just. <sighs> I don't think like Triple H in his like creative philosophy is very how do I put this very intentional with everything he does and and it may not seem to be that way at first but once something happens and you look back at it and you're like oh I should have seen that coming you know, and, and the whole thing with, with Bray Wyatt, right? Like, it started yeah. off with just a red light in a arena playing a song that had nothing to do with anything, and they didn't even do it on TV. It was only happening at live events. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. And then it started happening on TV, and then we started getting the QR codes. It's like... You know, he always leaves little breadcrumbs. Yeah. And and I think that's that's what we're seeing here are the breadcrumbs being laid. So for the people that are really paying attention, when it happens, you're like, oh, fuck it, I knew it. <laughs> but then for the, for everybody else, you know, maybe the more casual audience, you're like, oh, shit. Oh, oh, that, oh, that's what, the, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like little things like that. So I, I think that's kind of you know, where, where they're going with this, at least I hope that's where they're going with it. Because if there isn't that sort of payoff with it, then what, what's the point of it all, you know? Yeah. So you think it's going to be at survivor series versus crown jewel? Uh, yes. Yeah. I think they bring him back in Chicago if they have the choice to, plus, uh, you know, I think, his, yeah. I, I think whatever, whatever non-compete he would have leaving AEW would, would be up closer to Survivor Series than it would be for Crown Jewel. But I, there's also the possibility that he could be the devil on AEW, though, too. I'm not ruling oh, yeah. that out either. That this was just a huge swerve and he's not – he never left yeah. AEW. He never got fired and that, you know, he's he's the devil. But The, the only thing that know. leads me to believe he really did get fired – is where is Jack Perry? I haven't seen him on TV in a while. So I think he's yeah. getting punished as well. He just didn't get fired. Right. And Jack Perry was suspended. So, you know, for that for that storyline to work, you're right, that would affect Jack. And that, that is bad timing because he was in the middle of building himself up as this new heel. So I guess you're right. Yeah. That, that does – because that would kind of fuck him over if that were the case. So, okay, I'll give that to you. Good point. Good (laughs) point. Good point. All right, back to NXT. Um, I mean, the other, the, the, I I guess the, um, the title change at the end too was, was also the big shock with, with Becky losing to uh, Lyra Valkyria. Um, You know, I I think it's good that Becky lost it. I, I thought maybe they would, maybe make it a bigger event with a bigger crowd than having it done at a, you know, at an event in the performance center with that studio crowd. But I mean, overall it was still, 
it was still kind of a big moment, a good moment for Valkyria. Um, the Jade Cargill being there in attendance was a little interesting. I'm kind of curious as to where that's leading to. That just makes me think she's going to feud with Becky. Okay. Okay. I think that's where Becky's going next. All right. So it's going to be a Becky feud, not an NXT feud for her. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, but yeah, overall, man, the, the Halloween Havoc night one was fun, man. Like there was, you know, I, I really, oh, uh, the, the Lexus King debut, Brian Pillman Jr. Yeah. Um, man, I'm already more invested in Lexus King than I ever was in Brian Pillman Jr. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't like the name very much, but uh, who cares? No, I don't like it either. <laughs> I mean, it's it's weird, but I mean, I didn't like LA Knight either, and he's one of the hottest stars out there right now, so. <laughs> um. But, I mean, the, th- the thing is, though, too, he looked more crisp in the ring. He still had a few little hiccups a little bit. I, I mean, just, just watching yeah. him. But his contact was a lot more stiff. Like, he looked more believable, for one. I like the character, and I like, th- and I like that he's rejecting his dad while taking on a persona very similar to the, the loose cannon yeah. persona. Yeah. So I think that's funny that he's he's kind of got some of those mannerisms and the look and stuff like that. I love what they did with his hair and the beard and stuff like that. Um, but uh, but yeah, overall, I mean, it, it was a it was a good debut for for his character. So I, I'm I, I got high hopes for for Lexus King and and what he could do in WWE as opposed to anything Brian Pillman Jr. was doing in AEW. Yeah. Yeah, Varsity, uh, was it Varsity Blondes? Varsity Blondes, yep, 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 yep. With the mullets and the, like, I mean, that's the thing, like, they they try to play off nostalgia too much. And and even, like, you know, Brock Anderson, they they just recently released him. So I'm curious if, because Arn left AEW as well, so I'm I'm curious to see if Brock Anderson ends up in, in WWE and if Arn ends up back in the fold at all, but... Um, you know, it's, it's like, it just seemed like he, you know, you have him playing the same gimmick his father played. Like he's never going to live up to that. He's never going to be yeah. Arn Anderson. And, and, you know, Brian Pillman is never going to be Brian Pillman. Like it, it's, it's very, it's not very common when, you know, the, there's a reason why, why Rocky Maivia wasn't Rocky Johnson Jr. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like um, Randy Orton wasn't Bob Orton Jr. Jr. You know what I mean? Like, they, yeah. I, I, I'm Randy Orton's probably the exception to the rule because he kept the last name, but it's like, you know, there's just so many examples of those second generation stars like that just don't work. You know what I mean? Like the juniors that don't work because they can never live in that shadow. Uh, Dominic is, is also the exception to the rule because he's kind of forging his own path, you know, in a way. So, you know, it, it almost would be, I think everybody's expectation was eventually he would beat his dad and get the mask and then become, you know, Rey Mysterio or whatever. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, I, I don't want him, to, I don't want that for him. Like, I feel like. Oh, right. I want him to be totally different. Yeah. Like, Right. And, and, you know, and it, it makes more sense to why Braun Breaker 
did not come to WWE with the Steiner name. Yeah. Because that sets that expectation. Although he is one that I feel could live up to it because he, to me, he is the best combination of his uncle and his dad. Yeah. He sounds like his uncle and has that kind of crazy side to him. But then at the same time, he, he works like his dad and has that, you know, that, that dog attitude like his dad. So I feel like he's, he's kind of the best of both worlds. I feel like he could be one like, you know, especially like, I mean, his name is, um, you know, Bronson Rex Steiner. And I think like he, he went by like Rex Steiner. That was like an indie name that he used for a little bit. Like that's like a perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's already a bra- There's already a brawn in WWE because you got Strowman, but it's like, I don't know. I thought his little backstage with Mello was pretty interesting. Do you think Mello took out Trick Williams or is it, is it too obvious? I feel like it's too obvious, but I also don't have any other guess no on other who suspects. Yeah. yeah. Uh, nah, I kind of feel the same way. I kind of feel like it happened. But I'm excited for Halloween Havoc Night 2. I think Carmelo versus Ilya 2 is going to be really good. Um, I really think that I, – I think Von Wagner might be um, maybe – playing up his injury a little bit to, you know, I, I feel like this is going to be a trap for Braun, for Braun Breaker with, with his match with, uh, with, it's with gotta Stone. Be. <laughs> it's gotta be, he's gotta come out for that match. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, like I, I could see him maybe like walk using the Walker down to the ring, like with his head all bandaged up, but then, yeah. you know, eventually like picking up the walker and hitting breaker with it or something like right. that and just being totally fine. Like I could see that happening. I feel like it's got to. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Anything else from Halloween Havoc that uh, we didn't t- touch on? Um, No, I mean, the Creed brothers spun the wheel and they're going to have a match. But nothing. Yeah. That I, that, oh, okay. <laughs> I like the Creed brothers, honestly, man. I think Julius Creed is going to be a huge star. Like I, I, I hate to say that, like you know, about because Brutus is Brutus is pretty good too. But dude, Julius is the the fucking total package, man. Like that dude yeah. can talk. He can work. He's got the size. He has a look. Like he literally is. The, he's 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 everything that you look for like in a prototypical WWE superstar. He's the Montez Ford of the Street Profits. He really is. I mean, honestly, yeah. yep. You know, and and, and I, I I hope Montez eventually kind of breaks free, but you know, at the same time, it's kind of a slow play, right? I mean, look at the yep. Usos, how long it took them, and now all this, you know, they were a tag team for almost a decade and a half, and. Now all of a sudden they both are showing that they have good chops as being singles competitors too. So it doesn't have to happen overnight. It can be a slow right. burn. So, um, all right, Shane out AW Dynamite. Uh, Hook and RVD had a match which was fun. Um, you know, some of the matches on the show were cool. I guess I, I just I watched it, but then I never really like. I mean, Ric Flair being there was probably the biggest highlight, I guess, for Sting. He was Tony Khan's uh, gift for yeah. for Sting, which was interesting. <laughs> you got him an old man? 
Right. They're <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> huh. a billionaire, and that's how you got them. Dude, Christian was brutal. He got you yeah. a, a a chain with a suit and a black liver. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I mean to cough, but oh my gosh, that shit was hilarious. Um, but I mean the stuff with MJF and and the uh, Bullet Club Gold that was that was pretty good storytelling. I, I like the match between him and uh, Rock Hard. Juice yeah, Robinson. Juice Robinson. That was a good match. That was a good it match. It was a really good match. It was. Like, MJF knows how to work a good TV match. Like, he's one of the only yeah. ones in AEW that does, that, that gets it. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it was that was a really good match. Uh the swerve stuff was swerve going to Hangman's house uh, yeah. out of the WWE playbook, but pretty good. Yep. I liked it. And then it looked like uh, Brian got like legitimately hurt at the end of the show. Of course, my DVR didn't record, um, but he was laying down, like holding his mouth for like a really long time. Like I, I didn't see exactly what happened, but like either he was so, really selling the injury or he actually got I th- hurt. I think he was selling the injury. Okay. Because um, Okuda is that Akata? Akata. Yep. Um, he hit him with the the rainmaker. Uh, okay. And I think I think that is, you know, I think he was selling it pretty good. That was Brian's way, like putting the move over, making it look yeah. dangerous. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, good to know he didn't actually get hurt. Um, I thought Jericho's sit down with Renee was interesting. Like, but I, so I'm curious to see where that goes. I don't know, Jericho like. One of the things that made him made made like him so compelling in WWE is that he would leave for a while and come back reinvented. Yeah, in AEW he seems to reinvent and uninvent and reinvent and do all this stuff on the fly without taking any time off. Yeah. Like, I feel like I just need Jericho to go away for a little bit and then come back like rejuvenated. <laughs> yeah, but I am curious to know who is. Bigger friend is than powerhouse. Yeah, Hobbs. yeah, yeah. Me too. Because <laughs> I mean, it could be any number of people. You know, it could be could be Big Show or Mark Henry. You know what I mean? Or yeah, that, be... those were my first two thoughts, and I'm like, Man, yeah, it seems too who, obvious again. Who else? Like in that? Uh, and I can't think of anybody that he's worked with in WWE that's that's on the free agent market right now that would be like a bigger guy like that. Yeah, I, and I don't know anybody that big on uh, AEW. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got that one dude that runs around with um, with um, Jay Lethal and Sanjay, the dude that used to play pro basketball. I can't think of his Uh-oh. name off the top of my head. Like, and then. Um, then you got, I mean, yeah, I mean that's. Then you got Big Show and you got Mark Henry. I mean, outside of that, powerhouse, powerhouse Hobbs and Wardlow are like the two biggest guys in the company. Yeah. From from like an intimidating like muscular standpoint, um, is it the Great Khali? Is he gonna bring the Great Khali to AEW? <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. 
Uh, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I'm a, I'm at a loss. Like, I, and it seems like anybody that's like a, a top name free agent has a job right now. So it's like, who, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll be surprised to see who, who is it next week or when is he supposed to bring this person? Right. In? I don't know. I don't know. He didn't say it'll be like at uh full gear. Probably they'll have a match at full gear or something like that, and it'll be Jericho's heavy versus Which is, Hobbs. Yeah, full gear is on a Saturday, so they're just skipping collision that week? It's on a Saturday? It's on a Saturday. Really? Yeah. You know, my That's, that's weird. weird. Well, no, they use collision for a buy, for like a lead-in to it. Oh, so they're going to show Collision and then go to the pay-per-view. Yeah, like, they'll start Collision early and then have, um, yeah, Saturday, November 18th. So they'll have Collision be kind of like a a buy-in show or like a pre-show for it or something like that. They've done that before. I'm like, that that doesn't make sense to me, but. (laughs) Yeah. Live from the Kia Forum. WWE puts shows on at the Staples Center. AEW goes from the Kia Forum. But uh, it looked like they had a pretty good house for Dynamite, though. The crowd, the crowd, like people from the crowd had taken pictures and stuff like that. Like it looked like they had their lower bowl at least, like completely full. So at least that looked a little bit better. They've got a um, chance to change things around. They just got to keep working at it. Like some of the stories are getting good. Some of them are getting like that. The only problem right now that I have is MJF is in every single one of them. It's every good story. Yeah. 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 Which leads me back to having uh, championship matches with multiple people. Right, so he's scheduled to face Jay White at full year, but now he's facing Kenny Omega on collision. So it's like, you know, the story has been so good with Jay White, it's like that match has to have a payoff, right? And how is he going to defend a title that he doesn't even currently possess? Right. Well, so so that's that's the thing. Next week, they're going to have a four-on-four match winner gets the belt. Right, because he's... So, so, so and Kenny's going to have it. Team. Yeah, but the, ma- the collision match is this week, though. That's this Saturday. Yeah. Uh, no, is it? I thought it was the following Saturday. No, it's this Saturday know. because... Yeah, I don't because, have any Because idea. Kenny said three days, bitch, to him. Because he's three days yeah. away from from breaking Kenny's record. So that, that match is happening this Saturday. I thought maybe both matches are happening this Saturday, but no, the other one was uh, for dynamite next week. Yeah. yeah. To get the, to get the title. Yeah. So it's, it's weird. It's all crossing over and it's not making sense. And there's a random devil in there somewhere. That's, that's causing havoc that only showed on camera one, like only had interaction with people one time. Other than that, he's just been on camera, which is weird. Then you have Wardlow so, who wants to take out MJF. Then you have right. Samoa Joe offering his friendship if he gets a rematch. Right. You have the acclaim so, that wants to scissor. 
Yeah. Yeah. You have Rod, uh, Roderick Strong that is now trying to be his friend. When MJF pushed his wheelchair away, I fucking <laughs> I lost my shit. <laughs> that was great. That was great. You kind of froze there for a second. You back? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've you've right. been freezing uh, uh, multiple times. Oh, have I? Okay. Yeah. So. We'll see how this broadcast goes. Yeah. Hopefully, it's uh, not too bad for our listeners. Um, but yeah, I mean, dude, that that when he pulled, pushed that wheelchair away, that shit was hilarious. And then the, uh, you know, Max, Max, I'm literally right here, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then he offered the the kingdom to help him, and then they got like thrown out five seconds later. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good shit. But it does make uh, me curious who his three partners are going to be. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. It's kind of sad that he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to scissor the acclaimed. I mean, it's it's kind of funny. Like I feel like yeah. that would be the thing that would really push him over the top as a face. But oh yeah, scissoring with the devil. Yep. <laughs> All right, man. Well, anything else you can think of before we wrap things up? I guess Ruby Soho had a championship match. She did, but it was random and had no story behind it, just like every women's Uh, championship match they have. So that was my random thought of the night. (laughs) I like it. Where's Soraya? I don't know. She just... She's... I don't know. Is she hurt? I I don't know. So they broke up the outcast. Like, Tony Storm's off doing her... Thing which is great, I love what Tony Storm is doing. Don't get me wrong, but then you have Ruby who's just been kind of out in the wind because she wasn't with Soraya when she lost the title, and then she hasn't been. Soraya hasn't been with her. They're still yeah. the outcasts. Yeah, and then Soraya won the title in London, which was a great moment, but then immediately lost it to Sheeta with no build at all, no story, and then yeah. hasn't been seen since. So it's like, what the fuck. It- what I think it was just all just all the build for London for her to win the title. Yeah. And now she's uh, I'm but, done. I, I've done even, what I wanted that, to do. But yeah, but even that though, like that wasn't you know, that was in like a four way too. So there wasn't yeah. even really a great story build up for that either. And where the fuck's Britt Baker been? Aside yeah. from tweeting about about Adam Cole, like, Britt Baker hasn't even been on TV. Like, she's literally the best part of their women's division, and she's nowhere to be seen. Yeah, I... Like, it, it's really, fr- like, it's frustrating that they have such, like, talent that they don't utilize. And it's like, w- w- what are you going to do? <laughs> right. I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, well, I could probably go on for another 20 minutes about that, but we're already over right. an hour, so we'll go ahead and <laughs> wrap it up. <laughs> well, I think you guys listened to this week's episode of the show. Hopefully you enjoyed hearing from myself and Riley and our opinions and our takes on what's going on in professional wrestling. If you want to give us yours, you could do so. Hitting us up on X at Live Your Gimmick. That's the at symbol followed by L-I-V-Y-O-U-R-G-I-M-M-I-C-K. You can also leave a comment on how you like the show on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. 
you know, let us know, give us a rating, however you want to do it. But uh, we definitely appreciate any help that we can get from all of our loyal supporters and listeners. So please make sure that you follow the show. So click the follow button. So um, we know, you know, kind of get, get a better grasp on our audience size and, you know, continue to try to, to do things to, to make the show better. So give us some feedback. But uh, outside of that, man, Riley, you got anything else? I got nothing. All Until right, next cool. week. You'll have another note for next week? I'll have another note. All right. Well, until (laughs) next week, for Riley, my name is Jason, reminding you smarts out there to be a fan and always live your gimmick. Maybe we'll get Kevin back next week. We'll see. I hope so. It's hard (laughs) to think. I have no one to defer to. (laughs) All right. Well, don't defer this episode. Show, show, show up this weekend, next week, and uh, we'll see you then. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye.